out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola. This is episode number 26. This week, we're going to give, or I'm going to give you, five mixing tips specifically for vocals. Five mixing tips for vocals this week. That's what we're going to talk about. So if you like this podcast and you find it helpful to you in any way, please leave a five-star review. Like, subscribe, and share. It really does help me. Also, I want to know what you think about future episodes. Send your episode topic ideas to info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Again, that's info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Let me know what kind of shows, topics you want me to cover in the future, and I'll do that. So now let's talk about five mixing tips for vocals right here on homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode here at the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about five mixing tips specifically for vocals. I haven't done that yet um, in this podcast since the beginning, and I thought this would be a good time to do it. Um, and speaking of topic ideas and different um, concepts and things that I want to talk to you guys about in the future on this podcast, I really want to hear from you. So what I'd like you to do, if you could, is take a break after this podcast, send me an email to info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com and let me know what topics would you like me to cover on future podcast episodes. Right now, we're at episode 26. We're probably going to do up to about episode 30 or so, 30, 32, and then I'm out of ideas. (laughs) at this point. I really want to hear from you. I don't want to just keep talking about the same things every single week. And I've tried not to do that through the first 26 episodes and hopefully through the 32nd episode. But then after that, I really want your participation. This podcast is for you. So if there are certain things that I have not covered in the first 26 or 30 episodes, by the time you listen to this, And I want you to send me an email, info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. What things would you like me to talk about? Is it mixing, recording, mastering, certain aspects of any one of those things? Is it about the business of running a studio business? I haven't talked too much about that in this podcast because they're not the most popular episodes. Most people don't listen to those episodes, the few that I've done. But if you really want those kinds of things, let me know and I will tailor this podcast Um to help you in any way I can. Okay. So your help is greatly appreciated or what's going to happen after about a few more episodes, we will, we will stop the podcast and these uh, first 30 episodes will all, you know, live into the future and you'll have some of those uh, episodes to listen to and to go back and re-listen to, but there won't be any future episodes unless I can get you to be involved to help me help you. Okay. (laughs) So enough of that. Let's talk about the uh, five mixing or four, excuse me, four mixing tips for vocals. Okay. So number one, specifically for vocals, but this will apply to anything using saturation, saturation plugins, using saturation is a great way to add fullness to a vocal, but it can still also add a little bit of an edge or grit and helps a vocal cut through the mix. Saturation is something that a lot of us use, but really don't understand. Um, and, um, in some cases, people overlook it. They think about compressors and they think about you know, EQs and stuff, but they forget about saturation. Now, saturation comes in many forms, right? It comes in form of, say, tape machine plugins. It comes in forms of um, console emulation plugins. It even comes in forms of 
using a compressor if you overdrive a compressor to saturate. And then they also make different types of specific saturation plugins that are on the market. All the major plugin companies are making them. You should check that out. But saturation is something that will absolutely help with the lead vocal. It'll, it'll, it'll add some nice thickness or fullness to a vocal. As I said, it'll add an edge. It also can take, if you have a kind of a, uh, what am I going to say? Like maybe a brittle sounding vocal or maybe a really, a real heavy S problem. Instead of using a de-esser, you can use some saturation and that'll smooth up the top end a little bit. So saturation is something you ought to consider. I use it on every single vocal track. Sometimes I'll use a couple of different saturation plugins combined with each other because they all sound a little bit different. Again, to kind of give that vocal a unique sound that sounds different from everything else in the mix, right? Because the lead vocal is the star of the show. So saturation, that's tip number one. Think about it, use it. Don't be afraid to play around with it. Tip number two, slap delay. Using a very subtle amount of slap delay on a vocal, it can really add a fatness and make up and make the vocal feel larger, bigger. Uh, this also, when you're doing slap delay, really should be done in a way that's barely audible, and maybe you only hear it when you solo up the track. Okay, so a slap delay, you don't want the listener to hear the slap delay, okay? You may want to use a, a slap delay to thicken things up, and then you may want to use a different type of or a longer delay, depending on whatever you're going to do, your typical delays. But using a slap delay will really, uh, really help, again, give some fullness and some thickness to a vocal especially if it's you know recorded a little thin or it sounds a little thin to begin with slap delay really really works well but again the key to this is to make sure that it's subtle and that you don't hear it in the mix you don't even know it's there unless you take it away or you solo up the vocal track okay so slap delay think about slap delay slap delay will help you tip number three adding a lower octave I've done this in a couple of our training courses where you can add a lower octave, an octave, a pitch plugin, right? It'll really fatten up a vocal. You want to put a pitch change plugin on, on an aux or a bus and send the vocal as a send to that vocal or to, excuse me, to that bus. You want to set the pitch down one full octave and then simply just blend it to taste. So think of using how you send your lead vocal to a reverb track, right? An aux track or a bus or an effects channel. Think of the same concept, just instead of having that reverb there, put an octave there, an octave pitch, uh, an a plugin that will change the pitch an octave lower. I typically use the Sound Toys um, little altar boy is what I use, but there's other ones. You can use anything, but that's what I typically like to use. And you set it down one full octave, right? 12 steps, and then just blend it to taste, blend it in. Again, it should be um, not obvious, in the context of a mix, you shouldn't really know what's there, but it'll just add a little bit of thickness, a little bit of fatness to that vocal, but you don't want to make it too loud unless you're going for some crazy, you know, monsterish type of an effect. And I guess if you were doing that, then yeah, you can go ahead and do that, but just you want to blend it in so you don't even really know what's there. Okay. So add a lower octave that will really, really help. And then the fourth tip is use different effects for different parts of the song. Now, this is not something that I do all the time, but it can make the song and the vocal in particular sound a little more unique. So maybe during the verses, the vocal has less processing on it. Maybe less, maybe no slap delay, for example. Maybe less saturation. Maybe there is no octave on the verse. Maybe you're doing something else. And then when you hit the chorus, maybe you're adding these different, different effects. 
to help make the vocal sound larger in the chorus. And there's many ways you can do this, but that's one example, okay? One example is to just change up the effects on different sections of the song. It could be a verse to a chorus. It could be, you know, a bridge to a verse. However you want to do it, you can do that as well, okay? So think about that. Start thinking about, well, how can I change up the lead vocal from an effects perspective from one section to the song to the other? That'll give the vocal a different feel in those different sections of the song, and you can automate all this stuff, and it can also just make it sound more unique, okay? That's tip number four. Now, I'm going to give you two more here. I said this is a five, what did I say, five mixing tips, and I only have four, but anyway, I have a couple more in mind I can give you, <laughs> okay? So let's go to tip number five. This is an obvious one, but maybe not so much. Using reverb in a very subtle way will help a vocal sound fatter, larger, more spacious without the listener really even knowing this. Now, I've done some YouTube videos on how I mix, what's my vocal mixing kind of a chain. And I talk about sending my vocal to a delay and then sequentially three reverbs. The first reverb being a room, the second reverb being a plate, and the third reverb being a hall. And I blend them to taste. I do very small doses of each and then blend them to taste. And I do it as um, an effects channel and I send my vocal there. If you've watched any of my mixing courses or if you've seen that on YouTube, you've seen me do this a bunch of times. It's a great way to make the vocal sound fatter and larger without sounding like you dumped a bunch of just reverb on the vocal where it sounds too washy. And using several reverbs, again, three of them in this example, in very small doses, the combination of those three will give a bigger sound to the vocal. And you won't even know that it's there unless you take it away. And it's not so obvious. It doesn't sound like you drowned everything in reverb. Okay. That's a trick that you can use. I do this all the time, <laughs> all the time. So again, it's a delay, not the slap delay. That's separate, as I said, but my, maybe my longer, my eighth note delay, it's a little bit longer with a couple of different feedbacks that is going into a reverb, small reverb. Then the combination of those two are going into another reverb and then into another reverb. And then it's going out to the master bus that in and of itself, those four effects, delay, reverb, 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 say that three times fast, will make the vocal sound larger. Okay. That's tip number five. And I'm even going to give you another one. Why? Because why not? Because Uncle Dave loves you. And I want to give you another tip. Here's another thing you can do. Think about, we talked about saturation. Let's talk about compression and stacking compressors with different compressor plugins. Now you've seen me do this before too. If you have my mixing course, mixing with analog style plugins made easy. And if you don't, you ought to. And if you stay a little bit longer, I'm going to give you a discount coupon code at the end of this podcast. Hint, hint. You see me do this, where the vocal, the inserts, let's talk about the vocal chain, the insert plugins that I'll use. I'll put it through a tape machine first, saturation. Then it goes through a console emulator, another form of saturation and compression, by the way. And then from there, it would typically go to a compressor and or a channel strip with a compressor, and I'll compress it there. So now I've hit three levels of processing on that vocal, three plugins, three different levels. Then after that channel strip, I might add another compressor that sounds completely different than the compressor that I used, let's say on the channel strip. Okay, because every compressor sounds a little bit different. So let's say for example, I'm running my vocal through an SSL channel strip, which I know is gonna be fat and warm, gonna sound great. And I'll compress maybe two or three dB 
on that vocal on the channel strip, regardless of how dynamic it is, okay? Then after that channel strip, after it comes out of that channel strip, maybe I run it through an 1176 uh, blue stripe, for example, which tends to sound a little bit brighter to my ear than the 1176 blackface. And I'll hit it with another couple of dB of compression. What is that going to do? It's going to tame the vocal a little bit more. It's going to get a little bit fatter. And it's also, if I'm using the blue stripe in this example, it'll be a little bit more present, a little bit more upper mids, and therefore it may help cut through the mix a little bit better. Again, this all depends on the vocal, the track, right? I'm just giving you some general guidelines. And then maybe after that 1176, depending on the track itself, maybe I throw it on another compressor. And maybe I'm not even compressing at all on that last compressor. Maybe I'm just running the signal through it. Maybe something like an LA-2A or maybe a Fairchild, something like that. Those are two examples. Not even compressing or just touching the needle. So if a peak pops through, it may compress a half a dB, let's say. But the tonality of that compressor shapes the vocal tone to where now it has a different feel to it, right? And it makes it even a little bit bigger, a little bit fatter, right? Something like that. So maybe that vocal track is, has three different compressors on it before it goes to the vocal bus, which may have another compressor, and before it hits the master bus, which will have a master bus compressor, okay? Those are some things that you can do to really sculpt and shape the vocal the key to the lead vocal after all of this, and I could probably give you five more tips, but those are ones that I would try right away. We'll do maybe do another episode of this in the future. If you want it, just let me know. But the whole key to a lead vocal is you want it to sound unique. It needs to be the star of the show, right? It needs to be the most important thing in the mix. It needs to sit on top of the mix, appropriate for the genre of music. And you want it to sound unique and different and special from most of the other elements in your mix. And a way to do that is to not only get it fatter and make it sound like it's full and rich, but it has a unique tonality to it. And by using things like three different compressors in very small doses, using things like three different reverbs in small doses will give that vocal a unique sound that sounds different than every other element of the mix. You don't process all your tracks the same way. Save those extra goodies or the extra salt or the extra spice that you put into the soup. Put it into the vocal. Don't put it into every other track, right? Whenever you want to start a mix, you want to pick one or two elements of the mix that you want to maybe stand out. The vocals should be one, and maybe there's another one. Maybe there's a cool acoustic guitar part in the center of the song where you'll do some additional processing. Who knows? But you don't want to treat every single track exactly the same way with no um, separate identity to them because now nothing sounds special. Everything sounds the same. And when we're talking about vocals, like we are in this podcast, you want to make that vocal sound special. Okay, so when you're thinking about mixing vocals, you want to think about everything that I just said, but you also want to just keep in mind, I want to make the vocal sound unique and special, appropriate for the song. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want it to be obvious. You don't want to listen to it and go, wow, the guy's got a ton of effects on there, or the gal has got a ton of effects on there. You want it to be subtle so the listener doesn't even know it's there, but it just sounds like it was natural and it was done that way. Okay, does that make sense to you? So in summary, use saturation. Number two, use slap delay very subtly. Number three, you can add a lower octave plug-in, a pitch plug-in. Number four, you can use different effects for different parts of the song on the lead vocal. 
Number five, my bonus tip, you can use different compressors and use a stacking compressor kind of a technique to change the way the vocal sounds tonally. And then lastly, as kind of a footnote, remember the vocal is the lead and the star of the show. You want it to be special and different from everything else. And with all the plugins that you probably have at your disposal used in very small doses, you can achieve that and not make it sound obvious like you processed it. Okay, so I hope those five tips really help you with mixing vocals. Try them. You may not use all of them in every single mix, but my guess is you will use a combination of one or two of them in every mix. I do, and sometimes I use all of it. It depends on the track and the source material. Okay, so I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Now, as I said, I want to give you a free gift, and I want to help you with some of your training. So if this is your first podcast, the first time you've ever heard me speak about this kind of stuff over here at Home Recording Made Easy, I want to welcome you to the Home Recording Made Easy family. Go over to homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Everything will be listed below in the description box of the show notes. And right on the homepage, I want to give you a free mixing course. Go ahead and get your free mixing course today. No strings attached, no fuss, no muss. This will give you an opportunity to check out my training for free and see if my style of teaching resonates with you and helps you. Okay, I want I don't want you to make a commitment and purchase anything until you know does my style of instructing really help you? And if it does, you'll learn that in the free mixing course. Then from there, if you say, Yeah, I really like the way Dave teaches, I really dig this free course, I want to dive in deeper, I need I need more help in some certain areas. Then check out the training courses page on the website, pick any one of the training courses, and I want to give you a 30% discount. The 30% discount coupon code is podcast30, all one word. Put that at checkout in the box, the little coupon box. It will take 30% off any single title training course on the website. Okay, so that's how I want to help you get into the Home Recording Made Easy ecosystem as far as training goes. And I guarantee you that if you take some of this training and you apply these techniques and you use the information I'm giving you in this podcast, your mixes and your recordings will get exponentially better over time. They absolutely will. Make sure you also check out, what is it now? 600 and some odd videos I have on YouTube. Two videos are going up every single week. Check those out. I do everything from recording, mixing, and mastering, and plug-in demos and gear demos on that to help you with your home studio. So check that out as well. And then last but certainly not least, I've already said it a couple of times in this episode, I'd love to hear from you on what topics you would like me to cover in future episodes of this podcast. I'd love to keep the podcast going, but it really depends on you and what you want to hear from me. So please send me an email to info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Once again, that's info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com or when you're on the Home Recording Made Easy website, you can just hit the contact link at the top of the website and that'll take you to the same place. And let me know, say, hey Dave, can you cover this topic? Can you talk about this topic? Can you talk about this thing? It could be about recording, mixing, mastering, studio gear, plugins, the business of the home studio business or anything else that's home studio related that you need help with, I want to help you. So please send me an email. Once again, info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. All the links and all the information regarding Home Recording Made Easy are in the description box with the show notes below. So make sure you check everything out. Use your coupon code, get your free mixing course today. And until next week's episode, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com and I will see you and speak to you next week. Take care, everybody.